how can I have spiritual integrity with my sex life, you know? And like, that doesn't have to look like I'm a fucking Puritan. So that's why, I mean, I'm curious to ask other people about what their experience is with it, you know? What does their, what does others healing look like? Hey everybody, this is Rose. And this is Louisa. And you're listening to... Sober sex. I made a promise to myself to stop not listening. What it looks like now is that I make conscious choices around my sexuality. It started with putting down the substances, really, and starting to listen. And the listening to my body has changed. What do you like, dog breath? What do you like? <laughs> not not dog breath. Not I'm other like... people's dogs breath, no, but only my own. <laughs> Oh, so how is everyone? Yeah, hanging. In. I think Rose, you look just like deeply over it. Fucking over life, I swear to God, I'm so tired. I'm like, am I ever going to feel fucking rested again in my entire existence? Probably not. <laughs> A decade. This is it. <laughs> this is parenthood. Oh, hi. honey. Hi, honey. I don't know what to talk about on this. I mean, I was like, come yes, up with a question. Yeah, I was thinking that before. I was like, mm. yeah, we said we would prepare a question. All I could think about was like, how are you surviving right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very valid question. Valid. Isn't it weird, though? I was thinking how much of like the hangover from the pandemic, like I've been noticed feeling that I'm really uncomfortable to talk about. So great. Let's talk about it here. Is um, Record it. Is loneliness. Yeah. Like, I feel really lonely. And it's, Louisa's just moved out of Paris, like Lil's, you left a little while ago. And I've got one, I've got a couple of other mates who are mums, but like, that's just hectic because nobody's fucking like, everyone's like, you're right, all right, see you on the way back from <laughs> Like everyone's just trying to fucking survive. And like, apart from that, I feel really alone and it's weird. Yeah. And I wonder if it was like the expectation of coming out of COVID and then thinking that there was going to be this like great coming together. And it just isn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I yeah. really, like, so I'm really excited we're here making it today because I really miss both of you and my people, you know? Yeah. I totally feel you. And, like, I was actually having a similar conversation with someone the other day just about, like, I mean, it's been hard to, like, come out of COVID explosively and, like, this great coming together because, like, we don't know what's going on ever, right? And so it's just kind of like, how do we do that? But then also I was talking to someone and it's like, I sort of have gotten so in the habit of the isolation and the sort of like, we stay at home because we are doing the right, right thing and that's what we do, that I'm like having a hard time snapping out of that. And I'm still like seeing people that are out and I'm like, well, do we do that? Do we not do that? Like, I have to remind myself that like, it's okay to live and go out and do stuff, but I've gotten totally. so in the habit of living a little bit of like a hermit life that I'm having a hard time, like finding the balance of adjusting to that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. But, and you just went all, out on a trip, didn't you, Lewis? I did. I did. I was out in the van. I was in Arizona and Utah and Nevada, and it was awesome. But was it? it is interesting. You know what I realized? Sorry, I don't want to uh, usurp the conversation right away. And I do also it. wanted to hear what Louisa was going to say about do it, do it. her COVID <laughs> stuff. But no, no it's interesting. <laughs> I realized on, so I have a van. I go out in the van. I, almost exclusively go out by myself, as you guys know, because my partner has kids and can't do it as much. But like, it's kind of like 
I think of myself and I think other people would think of me as like a pretty fearless person or like that I will do things like, you know, like things when it comes to like skydiving or bungee jumping or scuba diving with sharks or anything like that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, and even to my detriment, like I'll walk down like the wrong dark street at night and just be like, fuck it, I'm doing it, you know? But like, there is something about- Please stop doing that, by the way. (laughs) Just like having palpitations. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Like I, and I've gotten better with that for sure. But I sort of like threw caution to the wind for a long time. And yet, like when it comes to being out alone in that van, in a place where there's like actually less to worry about than like a dark alley. Like I actually had a, okay, this is a question actually that I'm going to pose to the group. Would you be more afraid (laughs) to spend the night on a, in a tent on Skid Row or would you be more afraid to spend the night in a tent alone in the woods? That's fucking awful. Like, I don't <laughs> like those options. I don't want to do either. Um, Probably. Skid- well, on Skid Row. <laughs> Even see, though I've not been to Skid Row. I don't know. Re- well, then maybe not because, like, it's familiar people or not. I don't know what Skid Row. Okay, let's talk about Can Can you give me a, a UK? Is it like London Bridge, like Waterloo, London Bridge, Lily kind of it's, situation? It's, well, these days it's pretty, like, gnarly and dystopian. But I guess okay. the, only point, the only point I bring up in that is, like, for me, it's, like, actually kind of Skid Row. And, like, the funny thing is, is that there's actually more danger to a woman alone in a tent in Skid Row than there is to a woman alone in a tent in the woods. Um, you know, and like, and yet for me, I'm terrified of being alone in the woods by myself. And mm. I, I realize like, and like, you know, I was camped out in a van, not in the woods. I was in like the vast kind of open desert where there was nobody within eye shot, but I was alone in the van and there's really nothing to be afraid of. I mean, like if anyone approached the van, I could drive away. It's all self-contained. Like I, you know, and the chances of someone approaching the van are like next to none, you know, Um, I have to be aware to some extent, but it's like, I realized that I am a little bit afraid of the dark. Yeah. Why am I afraid of the dark? Because I'm afraid of the unknown that's in the dark. Like, there's something about a skid row where you're like, I know the danger's there and it's there and I can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, but in the woods at night, you're like, I'm alone mm. and anything could be out there. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like when you're swimming in the open, open sea, I, at least for me, I loved scuba diving with sharks, but if I'm swimming in the open sea and I can't see what's under me, I imagine there is like a fucking aggressive sperm whale that's going to like swallow me. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Why scared of sharks uh, i don't well, there's something about, me about you well there, <laughs> but there's something about what you can see versus what you can't see that's sort of weird like yeah. i so i realized like i really want to overcome this fear of the dark but i remembered even being a kid i was sort of afraid of what was outside that i couldn't see and i don't know it was it's so weird to think like such like a child like a fear of a child which is being afraid of the dark and i don't remember needing a nightlight or anything like that. But there's something about the vastness of what's out there and not being able to see it. Anyways, I don't know. It brings, I, I just had been thinking about that lately and it's kind of That's like, a great question. in some ways irrational because there's way less to harm you out there. I mean, like in some, you know, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys? <laughs> I mean, I would say that like all three of us would probably self-identify as pretty imaginative people. Yeah. And I know like I'm having a similar stuff like 
being now alone in the countryside and like yeah. I lock the door at night, even though it's probably yeah. not necessary. And like, I don't lock the door when Seb's here. Like I lock it when I'm by myself because I yeah. have a really like loud and invasive, like terror mind. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like ready for me. And it's always like, and I have to be really like careful to kind of turn my imagination to like benevolence like yes. if I'm afraid of like, <laughs> like, yo, I'm afraid of haunted shit. I'm afraid yes. of serial killers. I'm afraid of like aggressive wild animals <laughs> like, and all of in my mind. Like if I let my imagination run with me, like they're all knocking they're on your all, door. They're all like <laughs> surrounding the house. And, um, <laughs> and, and so like, I have to think like consciously be like, if the house is haunted, it's by benevolent spirits. <laughs> Oh and be like, I, I imagine, like I imagine, like the benevolent spirits forming a ward around the house to protect me from the oh, like psycho killers definitely. and rabid animals, <laughs> yeah. for example. But I think that, like, I don't. I, I think that one of the, and I wonder about this because recently I've had kind of like a weird, like mental health kind of flare up um, that we can mm. get into later, but or don't have to. But um, and I found that the invasive thoughts when they are when they come are really loud. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's like one element of kind of OCD um, that I'm not mm-hmm. diagnosed for, but like, <laughs> so I hear. And, um, and I think like a lot of us, you know, in recovery have coexisting mental disorders. So you mm-hmm. know, whatever, go off. <laughs> but, um, but that idea of like really needing to be very kind of conscious about keeping my like headspace kind of focused in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a, like tender benevolent and loving direction because otherwise like any crack has been very mm. like exploitable by my subconscious at the moment yeah wow. i know <laughs> oh, thanks for being so brave yeah. and bringing that up Lou. yeah 100 percent. and i mean i think it's weird i i really identify in some ways with what you were just talking about with like the sort of OCD-ness and I'm not going to say by any stretch that like, for example, that I'm diagnosed with OCD and, you know, but I think that the tendencies, like it's actually just talking about this the other day. Like I have this thing where in the morning I wake up and I like have to do my crossword. I have to do my wordle. I have to read the news from these three sites. And then I have to get up and I have to water the plants that are on my app. And then I have to make sure there's no dishes in the sink. And like, I live this very orderly like morning routine and if I leave the house without doing that, I feel sort of like not okay. And I'm like, that is very like has OCD tendencies. It's like you're talking about and it's like, for me at least, I think a lot of that comes from this like desire to sort of control what I can control, right? And like when other things feel out of control Mm. or having felt powerless in my younger life and sort of feeling like this is a way to feel power in my day to day now, I'm not really sure. So I don't know. I don't know, Louisa, if that's kind of like where you're at with just sort of like, I mean, you having had so much change in your life, yeah, I would be surprised if there wasn't some element of like, I need to kind of control what I can control that's in front right. of me. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't know if that that's- resonates. That definitely resonates. And also I think that like, especially, you know, this is a recovery, recovery adjacent podcast, but this idea that like, because we come from a lot of unmanageability that a lot in early recovery, especially is very much about like routine and structure. Like I remember being in rehab and they're like, you wake up, you make your bed, you hit your mm-hmm. knees and, and like pray, yeah. <laughs> you do your little yeah. gratitude list, like yeah. you do your little things. And like, I still do all, I mean, not all of that shit and all that in that order, but like much like you, Lily, I have a very specific kind of 
uh, like morning routine, which I think what should be our later question, because this is like one of my very favorite questions. Like, what's your morning routine? But, um, what's your morning like, routine? And then you have a child. And then I was going to say, and, 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 and throw all what this out the window. About? Oh my God. <laughs> what are you even talking about? I'm no, just it's, like... it's one of the reasons that I'm kind of freaked out about the idea of parenting ever. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm so attached, you know, like, Mm-hmm. to that shit that yeah. makes me feel like sane and safe and like I'm checking all the boxes so I can like move yes. on <laughs> and then yeah. you have baby and it's just like your primary purpose is to keep this person alive yes. I'm like, I fucking brush my teeth right now I mean it's that savage <laughs> and it's not and I wouldn't change it for the world which is ironic anyway I don't want to we'll mean, come to that later your eyeliner, but like let me say Rose your eyeliner looks fucking impeccable yeah you look gorgeous <laughs> I went to Mac at King's Cross St Pancras on the way home and picked up an eyeliner and I feel good so about good that. it I, looks amazing full anyway well, we were talking about something before I sort of segued in and it was really interesting and now I can't remember what it is OCD <laughs> tendencies change oh, yeah well and I like, mean recovery you, being kind of like encouraging this a little yes, bit is totally. structure is like the 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 thing that fights off the unmanageability right right and then like right. you're like so I will super structure my life it'll be great yeah is there I mean I, I know there's a lot of exhaustion like obviously in what your day-to-day right now but is there any like is there any sense of relief in like, I can't have a, like, I can't worry about the things I used to worry about because I have like a kind of a singleness of purpose with a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there yeah. anything in that that's a relief? Or is it yeah, kind of- absolutely. There is some things. And I just want to go back to the OCD thing because something people don't know. And it's only because, um, because, because I'm sort of parenting without any parental support essentially here. But there was this group called the Leche League in Paris. Um, if you want to breastfeed, it's a really good thing to look out for. So anybody's listening to the podcast who might be pregnant or having babies or whatever, Leche League are amazing. They're both in French and in English. And um, I was getting a lot of intrusive thoughts breastfeeding. And it mm. was really scary. And it's something that can happen hormonally that can come up. And just going back to that. And then I was finding myself, I remember once, Lou, you came over. I think the baby had just been born. And I literally disappeared into the kitchen just to do some washing up. And it was a way I became really, and any time she's sick, which has been a lot recently with digestive things and allergies or whatever, I've noticed I've got into like a rigorous cleaning thing. And Mm. um, I don't know if it's, you know, I've talked to my therapist at the time potentially and um, about an OCD type thing. And it is quite common in new mums that that comes up as a way to sort of navigate change in a way yeah. and like looking at you just having been through so much change like it sounds like you know like your entire life has fucking changed you've gone back out on the road as a musician again and yeah doing the thing you love it's just like mental now and taken off and so I just wanted to say that back on that but in terms of things getting their right size yes completely I mean I mean what but at the same time like I feel like part of me has just had to die a little bit because the first bit I was waiting for I was just like waiting for it to go back to how it used to be and I kept saying when she sleeps when she sleeps four hours in a row that then I'll be able to when she does this then I'll be able to and then when she does this then I'll be able to and then it just that point didn't arrive or it didn't arrive that arrived and like now she's teething for example so of course she's waking up and like just in discomfort or she learned crawling so that's a new neuro pathway that's being built so like that's really like (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly like protect the house um 
get on the floor and fucking freak out about everything that's on the floor, including <laughs> like the dog droppings that you didn't realize are there. <laughs> but <Neither> yeah, <laughs> we just need something. We just need just thank God we have a cleaner once a week, a gift to ourselves and to our relationship. But um, yeah, it's certain things have got right sized, and I think it was just my fortieth, and um, I got really obsessive about. Like, I think it was because. I was feeling like I haven't been able to focus on myself in the same way that I used to be able to. And then, so I was like expecting like this, like Mikey to like throw me a surprise party or something, which is like super lame. Um, and then I ended up just like organizing a little thing. And like my closest people were there apart from you, Lily, but you sent me the most beautiful flowers, which I was just so touched mm-hmm. with. And a few people forgot who were close to me. And I was like really hurt, you know? And then I was like, this shit just literally doesn't matter anymore. Like, that and my birthday has always been a thing that I've been like, it's my birthday, it's <laughs> my birthday, and then I suddenly was just like, oh, fuck's sake, it just like does not matter anymore. Yeah. And that was like a moment where I was like, fuck it, no, I'm just like oh, over shit. I don't know. Like part of you has to die. It's true. Yeah. But like then a new part of you like grows up, and I feel like way more in my skin and in my body than I've ever been. So there's like an exchange, you know. But that's well, uncomfortable too, right? So yeah, it sounds almost like it's like more fluid. Like I, I yeah. think like I think like Louisa and I. Well, I don't want to speak for both of us, but at least me and what I've heard from you tend to tr- like tend to have a lot of living. That's like sort of like there are certain areas of our lives that are rigid in the sense of like this is what we do, and you have to be more fluid to be in your position. You cannot. There's like no black or white there's no end point there's no you know once this happens then this happens it's kind of like you have to just completely stay fluid and adaptable and it's like a forced fluidity like you're saying and I'm like oh my god that would be so hard for me and yet like it might also be a relief like remember when I was on that job for three years this is very different but the same where I was like it was so nice to just have nothing else to think about like I didn't have to think about doing this, paying my rent. It was just like focusing on that one thing. And there, there is some relief that comes to it, you know, but yeah, I don't know. No, totally. There's something when you finally like stop fighting it. Yeah. And like Mike and I kept looking at each other and like, when's that part of us just going to die, which stops caring about sleeping. And I, was like, <laughs> and I kept looking at him and he was like, I don't know if mine will ever die, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly all of a sudden you're like, I got four hours in a row. I got six hours in a row. This is awesome. And you're like, how am I that person? Anyone knows me from before being a parent. I'm like, like, I need nine hours or I'm not having a good day. I'm nine hours, not having a good day. And then potentially a nap if I can fit one in. And now it's like, if I get like a fucking six hour straight, I'm like, (laughs) there we go. It's funny. It does change everything. Oh, I mean, but I think there is that element also, like Lily was just talking about, and like, I guess you're experiencing presently, Rose, is that, like, I wonder what the positive spin is, right? That like, A, I have all these behaviors that can ideally, like, if I'm having a hard time, make me feel safe, you know, and kind of secure and like grounded. And then also that like, if I'm forced to relinquish them, I might throw a little bit of a tantrum, but on the other side of that, there's more freedom and more like adjustability. Like either way you can win if I can kind of like fucking put this in perspective where nothing is the end of the world and I have mechanisms for both sides. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. A hundred percent. And I think yeah. it's only, you know, fucking living only forces us to grow. No one said that we were meant to stay in these like little, I think that was right. There was some comfortability. I don't even know if that's a word or yeah whatever great perfect but there was some 
there was some comfortability in um, COVID for that, right? Yes. Closure of, you know, things being quite contained and small. And, oh, yeah. The, the absence of FOMO, that was huge oh for God, me. Right? <laughs> yeah. So nice for no fo- to not have FOMO for a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. But what like fun, fucking like weird controlling behaviors did you fill your time with? <laughs> oh, exactly. COVID? What like, did I? Shit, I got started to get really into like brain games. <laughs> I would I was getting oh, practice. Yeah. I wake up, I practice French, and then I do like my brain games, and then I would like do yoga, and then I would go running, and then like it was like we had like da- I had a schedule of cleaning. It was just like very. <laughs> so, yes. The weekends, nothing, so we could be freed up. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Differentiate time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lily? I'm trying to think. I mean, I just feel like, in some ways, I lived exactly the life I kind of want to live, which is like a very simple life. Mm. And like, granted, I was at the beach, so I got to like wake up go to the beach during the day, come back, cook a nice salad, you know, or cook, mm. cook a salad. You know what I mean? Cook bake a salad. a salad. Cook a salad. Cook a salad. Um, chef. You know, <laughs> bake some, bake something fun, do something, nice. you know, just go to a meeting, just like super simple. And for me too, like I was in Laguna, it's a small town kind of vibe. So it just all felt like sort of just the, the temperature had been turned down, the speed had been turned down. And I really liked that. Did I get into any other weird behaviors? I mean, I was definitely going to more meetings than I ever have. I was, uh, working out every day for sure, you know, come rain, shine, whatever. And, um, did I, I feel like I had chapters of other weird stuff I got into. Like I was really into baking for a while. Um, didn't you make like, you a sourdough starter? <laughs> yeah. I started making bread. What else was I doing? I was doing all sorts of random stuff. Um, what about you? I don't know. I can't really. I feel like I don't really remember. I mean, this podcast was born. Yeah, um, I figured out how to do editing. You know. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Louisa just sneezed. I'm not just shouting. Bless you, like I've got Tourette's. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I got. I felt. Yeah. I don't know. I built a business, didn't I? Yeah. Like, yeah. You started coaching. Yeah, I started yeah. coaching. Yeah. That's oh weird. my god. How messed up is it that I like can't even really remember? Like I'm sure there was some major activity, and I'm like, simple life. I don't know. It's so simple that I forget. Yeah, no, there was Peloton. There was Peloton. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. But like, this has become like an episode. Like you know, when you would listen to parents talk about like how it used to be in the old days, I feel like. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're all having some weird romantic hangover from COVID. Exactly. Yeah, oh, God, but then so remember funny. how like frustrating it was just to. I mean, I, I think there was like waves, and I guess there still are waves. Like it was just easier to see because it was in a vacuum, you right. know. Of like, I hate this. I'm so frustrated. I'm so fucking bored. I just want to like. I didn't have a lot of like. I want to party, but I did feel like like I like that. I, maybe that maybe the subject of this episode could be ego death. Um, <laughs> but that like, I remember feeling like there was a um, parts of me that I could only access in a kind of performative context that just like had no, no space to exist anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really sad because I was just like, I I felt like at times that I just like, I I disappeared kind of. For sure. Maybe it's good. I get that completely. (laughs) No, I mean, but 
Yeah, I guess for me, there's a part of me that that feels like that too. But then there's another part of me that feels like the parts of me that disappeared, like, aren't necessarily the core of me either. You know what I mean? Like, the parts of me that went were the parts of me that, and I'm just speaking for what it was for me, but the parts of me that went were like, the parts of me that felt like a frantic anxiety about being out and involved in things or doing everything I was supposed to be doing or all of that. And even like, I was thinking about too, like, this press of being... 37 and thinking about wanting to have a kid or whatever that felt gone because it just felt like the world might not be here tomorrow. So can't worry about that, you know? And I do feel like all of those sort of like instincts for lack of a better word, it's like that stuff was like clouding over who I am. And then that cleared out. So I actually, I felt like the most myself in those like first, that first nine months of COVID that I've ever felt. Cause it was like, all the sort of anxieties of living kind of couldn't even be considered. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, also I think like the sense of purpose was forced to change, right? Like, cause like, what's the point if, if there's nothing to kind of like show up for other than like, you know, the day it got really small and weird. For sure. But also like, you got into a relationship during that time, like Rose got yeah. pregnant. I Seb and I moved in together. And I think that that's also valid that there was like actually kind of major life changes during a time that like seemed to be like kind of uh, nothing happening. There was actually like a lot of personal shit happening that we can't actually recall right now. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I know it's like two years ago. Forget it. I don't know. Um it does feel like the whole last couple of years has been a haze a little bit where I'm just like, what even happened? But, um, but a lot happened. Like all of us are in a very different position than we were in March of 2020, which is kind of crazy. Let's talk about our friendship, the three of us, because I feel like we're tighter than anything. Oh my like, God, agreed. Through that, I don't know. I think we talked about this before, like when we were doing our other like group collective thing that, um, you suddenly realize like how important those people are that are in your life and the ones that you want to like fortify those friendships with and I always Mm. like wanted like a gang like I always like had a kind of gang like when I was at drama school whatever like afterwards or like when you're in a theater treat I'm really sorry for the guests uh, for the guests guests I feel like that's perfect (laughs) I feel like that's life life on life's terms I love it it is life on life's terms I'm sorry she's having her diaper change she now suddenly hates being clothed um (laughs) relate relate <laughs> likewise i'm just like okay um anyway all of what was i saying um friendship yeah like yes. friendship like i feel like less but like more you know yeah and, like, you suddenly realize like how important certain people are and you two are you know so oh, important to me i love, love you, you. Much. love you so much i know and it's weird because i think we've spent less in-person time well I just am speaking for myself. I have spent less in-person time with both of you than I have for years. And yet I feel closer to you than I have in years. So it's kind of like interesting how that goes, but. It's like um, the intimacy question we always ask our guests, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, this is what kind of intimacy looks like right now. Yeah. Mm. It It looks different. And sometimes it's on, like we had to move with the world as it was going online. And yet we were still able to cultivate something super like, Prison and like um connected you know like, yeah 
And that's some of my like deepest intimacy in my life right now. I'm, 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 are you guys, you know? Mm. For sure. I love you both. <laughs> I mean, and I, I love you both also. And I think it's important to kind of like, maybe that's a good pivot point to like address the format change. <laughs> um, we're trying out a new thing, which is like a more regularly scheduled hosties thing, uh, just because it's been so hard to schedule all of us plus a guest. So we're, and it's been hard to schedule guests because now that the world is back in full string, everybody's busy. <laughs> Boo. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be doing some of these episodes, which I'm actually really looking forward to where, you know, it's a little bit formatless, but it's just kind of, we check in with each other and hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> if you don't get the fuck out, <laughs> of course, like a very aggressive message to the listener. Sorry, everybody. Um, but I mean, I think like it's it because of kind of exactly what you guys are talking about, this idea of like the preciousness of, of these relationships in our lives and also the challenge of kind of holding on to them as we're far apart. And as time is limited, this to like to be able to set aside time for this kind of intimacy is actually really like what a, what a gift. And I'll, I feel yeah. very moved that we're all down for it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like, why can't like, I think it was our last guest M we were speaking to and they were talking about the the intimacy in their relationships. Um, and then I suddenly realized, I was like, oh yeah, it's not this binary, like, because this person is putting their penis inside of me. Right. One second. It feels very odd that I just said the word penis and my child is screaming. <laughs> it so wrong. Where do you think she came from, Rose? <laughs> I know. Um, can I tell you a really funny Immaculate thing about yeah yes. <laughs> by the way i've never had sex so i don't know what happened um uh what was i saying yeah that our last guest um they were talking about um like the non-binary way in which they have intimacy and i realized like i really limit that for me you know i make intimacy equal xyz and i think one thing that if i've learned from being a co-host on this podcast is that intimacy isn't just about penetration yeah (laughs) and the person you're sleeping in bed with and it's like why was the the penny was like late to drop for me about that and goddamn Gwyneth Paltrow and Goob I mean I do slightly hate her but also I will say it still comes in my fucking inbox her like her weekly newsletter (laughs) so I don't hate her that much let's be honest I haven't I've like unsubscribed a lot of things but i haven't unsubscribed to goop and i feel embarrassed about that but no it's cool i'm owning owning it and then like give us the information so we don't have to subscribe (laughs) yeah i've never read it what's it like i read it every time there's a way they market it it's like very nice for me because it's just like household sex um clothes and it's all things that I'm like, mm, this seems like a simple life and then those people are nightmare people i'm sure but whatever oh i want to look into it but she just released in her latest Goop weekly newsletter about certain herbs that are aphrodisiacs and oh. things like that. And, and also talking about, like, there's this podcast she was talking about that was about couples and sex or something. Yeah, don't go over and listen to that. People were listening. Stay here and listen to us. But <laughs> all of that to say is that I just thought it was, like, I quite like what she was saying about these different herbs. Like, apparently, I didn't know fenugreek, which they tell you to drink in um, when you're breastfeeding as well, is meant to be an aphrodisiac. So, I don't know. I didn't feel particularly horny breastfeeding, but there's 
Because yeah, <laughs> the rest of the hormones in your body are like, no, not yet. <laughs> also, your vagina just becomes completely dry. Like they tell you that in your checkup. Oh, really? They're like, don't attempt sex while you're breastfeeding because you're just like dry. All Fed the yourself. liquid is going here. Right. Yeah. And also, like your body doesn't want to reproduce while you're still feeding a child. Yeah. Like it's too much. The body knows. <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> are no. really fertile right after you've given birth. So oh, there are a really lot beautiful. of Yeah, there's a lot of people I feel like that have like a sibling nine months younger than them or a year younger than them. I'm always like, How? I know. But I was twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Irish twins. Is that racist? Yeah. Sorry, Very right. much so. It- there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh that's what it is there we go there we go there we go oh Oh. my god does anyone find political correctness really exhausting please edit this bit out no i (laughs) do i do you know and i was i was actually talking to someone the other day and i was like i actually have to say like you know even like when you're talking about m and you just without missing a beat got m's pronouns right and i'm like i I was concentrating really hard i'm just telling you that like really hard well it it seemed effortless because for me like adapting to that like i have i don't think i've not messed it up one time like i or i just (laughs) like i'm so awkward and i'm like and uh, they you know like i just i can never make it sound fluid and easy and that is like my great goal is to be able to sort of like you know just be able to let it roll off my tongue the way it did for you because i just like my brain like the, the bicycle chain gets a little messed up and I'm like, wait, what, what, what am I doing? And so I'm impressed with, I, I want that to become more organic for me. I also okay. think that like, I feel like if we can't, if we can't get it wrong, I feel like we haven't really got a hope of getting the older generation on mm-hmm. board either. Oh, Cause yeah, I think true. they're all really terrified. Like yeah. I've had some friends who I thought were quite woke and they're not, they're like maybe 10 years older than me. And they said some stuff like, I just like my daughter's now saying this and wants to be recognized as this. And I was like, Oh, wicked. That's brilliant. And she was like, oh, I just can't fucking, I can't do I can't do this. And I was right. like, and they're not in recovery or whatever, but I was quite shocked in a way because I was like, that's your daughter. <laughs> like, yeah. That's my daughter. <laughs> she like she's been fucking murdered. She protests resisting bedtime. Um, No, I mean, yeah. Anyway, and I think that like there has to be some flexibility in getting wrong. And I think you know when we asked Larry T what his pronouns were, and that's an interesting like um, he's an older generation part of the queer movement, right? And he was like, "Honey, you can call me whatever you fuck you want because I've been called some awful things." And like, and I feel like hopefully the older queerer members will help get some of like the older straight members of society on board so that yeah. those who are parents can because I, I I feel for them like it's hard for them to use phones sometimes you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like trying to change like the entire English language on them oh I mean Chico. I feel like it's it is an interesting moment uh for all that and I think that like there's also been such like we're all instilled with the kind of fear of being canceled for doing or saying the wrong thing all the time that like which I don't feel like is a, a helpful learning tool. Like shaming and blaming is not going to create positive change necessarily. But I think the reason I don't have a problem with it so much, like in terms of like my brain catching on to this thing, which is like <laughs> not like it's because the there's several 
ways of going through the the 12 steps that I've been like, like changing every time it says alcohol in the basic text of mm. Alcoholics Anonymous to cocaine, for example, which I found very yeah. helpful for like getting very specific about my disease. So learning how to yeah. kind of like swap out shit on the fly has been, uh, has been really helpful in terms of just being able to be like, oh, this is the new way we're doing things. This is the new way we're doing things. Okay. Um, and I wonder if like, because in most ways I have to admit, I'm not like my neuroplasticity is not great. <laughs> just like, I'm, a, I'm like neuro brick, like, yes, <laughs> like no memory, no facial recognition, <laughs> only <Okay>. song lyrics. <laughs> I- I think I just feel like my mouth moves like a half a beat faster than my brain. So that's why I'm like always like, Ugh. but so yeah, my question is like, what are you grateful for and what do you want to be accountable for? I am really grateful for having kind of like tested my boundaries and going out in the van this week and like doing some things that previously made me feel a little scared or nervous. I met a couple new friends, a couple women who are into being out in the van. I, took a chance on meeting people and I took a chance on trying something that scared me a little bit. And that was awesome. And I'm just, um, honestly, I'm grateful for the two of you. I'm grateful for this friendship that has stood through, you know, 10 years for, you know, all of us at this point and they're close to, or, you know, and I just love you both. Um, and how many chapters we've been through together. So, and then my accountability is going to be that I feel like I've lost myself a bit in the last couple years as far as just like, where did I go? Because I kind of just got really wrapped up in other stuff. Um, And I wanted my accountability to be daily practice of sort of getting back into myself, if that makes sense, and grounding in my body and my desires and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And Lils, you're coming up on fucking 17 in like the next couple weeks, right? When's yes. your, when's your birthday again? I've been meaning to ask you, but then I was like, I have to remember. No, you're good. You're great. June 13th, 17. Yeah, it's so crazy. the actual fuck? I know, it's crazy. 17 is crazy. It's crazy to think. I'm like almost like, you know, I mean, definitely, you know, at this point, sober more years than I was using, I guess. Yeah. Sober half my life yet? Yeah, yeah, I think I've already been sober half. No, not quite. Almost sober half my life. Not yet. Seventeen years. So yeah. beautiful. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like cue the ratatat song. Seventeen years. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we we don't have copyright for, so you'll have to play it yourself, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very moved. Like I'm, I'm to have this time together and I'm really grateful that we have kind of a new way of interacting with each other via this format. And it's like, even if it's the excuse to hang out is because we are recording together. Like, I think it's still a good excuse and I hope that people find it valuable or nourishing. And even if you don't, I think I do. So (laughs) 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 Um, and yeah, I mean, I like kind of to echo both of you. I think that like the intimacy of these relationships and I get really emotional when I talk about like what we work through to be this for each other. You know, I think that I'm really grateful for like all that shit and to have a place in my life that's really allowed me to like stick through other kinds of relationships too. Because like, you know, I think, it's really, it's an all, it's hard to get over that fucking habit of like 
when you're using, or if you have like a, you know, family with family stuff that it's easier to like cut and run or avoid and not talk about or to be passive aggressive about. And so to have the opportunity to like work through shit and then to like use those skills to like, not like throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak um, in other areas is really, it's amazing. And like, you guys taught me how to fucking do that. Um, (laughs) And I'm grateful for, I had a really good jumping lesson this morning on my horse. (laughs) That's so exciting. (laughs) And like, you know, we've had a, we, we've been together for five weeks, so it feels very exciting so to have this part of my life in a way that feels like healthy and, and nourishing as opposed to kind of like a little bit conflicted as it has been for the last few years. Um, so that's really fun. And uh, man, I don't, like, I have to say that the last a couple of weeks has been quite challenging in terms of like my mental health stuff or relationship stuff. And like, it's okay, but I feel like I'm grateful to be asked just starting to be able to ask for what I need um, in terms of like reassurance or uh, communication or, and to kind of have room hopefully for like my partner to do the same. Yeah. Cause that's, that feels like a really slow lesson especially when it feels like because we just moved in together in this new house that like the stakes are quite high yeah. and buying a place right yeah Not just moving in it's like, totally. buying a place. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. bought a place in the middle of nowhere and we are all each other has um which is not true you know yeah. and like it's nice to be reminded of that but like this yeah. idea that you know even when it's hard that like evidence of the the work just doing the work is um is clear and then accountability hmm my accountability for the last couple days to myself was to finish to start work on a remix and I sort of did but now I feel like it's time to kind of like lean in to that process so I want to start work on this remix you know the other thing I'll say toss it out to the listeners if there's anything that that's in this format that you'd love to hear us talk about shoot it our way is that is that something we're comfortable saying I yeah don't know. Might be, yes. i mean we can always say no <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> be like i'm not talking about that <laughs> yeah no but i mean i'd be interested to hear what people want to hear talked about or you know whatever yeah. so that's kind of cool too but i yeah, love this really... i thought this was so fun and yeah real and beautiful and, and intimate and awesome so <laughs>